A good old quack quack, a good old honk honk, and a good old vroom vroom to you. Good evening and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 FM 103.5 and the free iHeartRadio app. I am your button-pushing monkey, Stan Poggle, and my co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak. And I have to ask you, buddy, can can I be co-host again or do I just have to, you know, be... This month you can be the host. Okay. No, I just want to be co-host. That's fine. But I mean, you can still be host of the show. I I, I just want a little p- piece of the action here in case it goes global. Well, before we get too far, before I forget, the the Kudak family, Ava and Jenna, uh, are are at Abby Barthel's birthday party over at Holding Ford uh, Bolus area. She's thirteen years old today on the swim team over there at Holding Ford. So, with outdoor adventures, we got to tell Abby Barthel. Uh, happy 13th birthday before I forget. I told her I would, I would, I would give her a happy birthday shout out today and she's just a little sweetheart. So I hope the kids are having fun in the pool or at the lake, wherever they went to and Abby, happy birthday. Well, Abby, happy birthday from, from myself as well. And just, just to let you know, Abby, now is when you have to kind of start paying attention a little bit more. You know, you got to be a little bit better kid. You got to start paying a little more attention in school because uh, if not, you're going to end up where I am here on the radio if you uh, don't learn anything and uh, and do your homework and uh, cross your cross your eyes and uh, dot your t's or however that saying goes, you know. But anyways, we you know I, I listened to Sue's show there and, uh, and like I told you, I said you tell Sue when when uh, when when he wins that we will we will take them up on the launch and we'll go fishing for a day for uh, his win party hopefully well let's hope it goes that way yeah she was a little pumped up today and she's she's going to be a little frazzled here over the next couple of days so if you see uh, my friend sue jeffers on the street make sure you're nice to her because uh, these next couple of days i mean it's it's uh it's a big deal for her and it's it's kind of like the big game in football you know she gets all pumped up for the for the election season yeah and you know it and she she does a good job. I mean, I I listened to her show today. I finally figured out how to get it get it in on the radio here. I got it at home and I listened to the whole show. And Sue does a very good job. And and she's got good points. And people she had on her had some good points. And you know, I I'm I'm not a politician. And I you know I I listen to this stuff. You I sure talk like on. a politician, though. You just keep going in circles. Sometimes you know you you start at one point and you end up at the same point when you started with. Well, you know, I, I listen to the, the governor we got now, so uh, you know, I, I've been around him long enough. I know how to go in circles pretty good and never give you an answer. Yeah, exactly. So uh, make sure you go out and uh, vote on Tuesday as well, uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. Uh, I don't want to hear any whining from people if they don't go out and voice their opinion. And I was going to say something else here. You were going down a certain path, and I, I totally forgot my train of thought here. Imagine that on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, what, what a... What a miserable day! It's hot. It's humid. It's it's hazy. Uh, them poor boys that are out on the lake today. There was a few tournaments going on, and and the, you know the game fair's going. I could just about imagine what that like the last couple of days down there. And I, I see that uh, one of the duck commanders was down in a booth down there. Godwin from from the duck commanders. So I wish I'd have known he was down there. I'd have went down and said hi to him. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe try to head out there uh tomorrow sometime but yeah the heat but they have a lot of shade and stuff out there from what i remember do they not no everything no shade tents and it's wide open i mean huh. it's uh, 
I'm probably going to go next weekend. I got I got some stuff going on tomorrow. But next weekend, I'm going to go down and see Ron Scherer and the rest of the guys down there. And I know a bunch of guys in the booth down there. So I think next Saturday, I'm going to sneak down there and go see them guys. Well, you let me know because I might take along. It's been a long time since I've been there. And I, I'm hoping to maybe get out there tomorrow. And I want mine going a second time. I haven't been out there since I was a kid. And I know one of the things I really enjoyed about the game fair was all the exhibits and, you know, to, to come and watch those dogs and how amazing they are at what they do and the and the trainers um showing them and and how fast they are and the leaping abilities and the speed they have and the swimming abilities and then he had the trick shot artist i remember back in the i think it was ron satterwhite was his name i think he may have passed away since then but uh yeah, yeah. just just amazing amazing shot i mean he'd shoot like seven clay pigeons in three seconds and blow golf balls across the pond with a shotgun and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, they got uh I they got some new trick sh- shooters out there. They got uh falconry guys, they um a buddy of ours that we we see at the at all the stuff up there. Uh he's an Elk Federation guy. He's usually there. Uh, one of our guests today is down. He's been there yesterday and he'll be down there. He's got his dogs down there. He trains dogs from from the uh, black area here, uh, Tom Porker. Plus, he owns uh, Focus Outdoors. He does some filming with us on some fishing shows, so we'll have him on here oh, in the middle of the show. But if you if you you, know, you want to go see something that's really amazing, you go down to Anoka to Armstrong Kennels down there in Lorelei, and Ron Shear will be there all every day. And I mean, it's such good people. They got everything under the sun there. They got fishing seminars. They got I think Steve Carney does the fishing seminars down there. He's got three or four of them every day. And uh, I mean, you can go down there and meet and greet people. They got uh, guys from Beaver Tail Boats down there. I mean, there's everything down there. Yeah, it was I amazing. Mean, I went online and looked at the list of exhibitors, and it's 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 a web page long, so it's quite extensive. So definitely can, uh, can uh, see a lot of different things from waterfall and dogs and hunting equipment and new gear. You can try it on right there. That's what's What's nice about it, you have, it's kind of like the fishing shows or, or the deer shows or musky expo or whatever it is, motorcycle shows, when there's actually the people there that, that know what they're doing and, and know what it does out in the field or out on the lake or out on the water, it definitely helps when, when choosing what you want to buy or what you want to have. Yeah, you know, they even got a lot of the, the artists down there. There's one booth with all kinds of prints and and. Oh, you know, it's just amazing what they got, what these guys can put on canvas. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's one. That's one thing I was never good at as art. I, I, I have a tough time drawing a square myself. I don't know about you. Well, I, I do the stick people. <laughs> that's about as far as that's where the art goes with me. I, I make the line with the two little legs and the, and the round head and put a couple eyes in it. And that's my artist. I'm, I'm, I'm about done then. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Camp Confidence has got uh, fishing has no boundaries coming up here on the 24th and 25th in Brainerd. Uh, uh, I mean, there's you know, it's it just there's there's this this time of year it's you know getting towards hunting season. We got hunting regulations out for deer. We got uh, you know some new fishing regulations they're talking about. They haven't finally decided on that. I'm sure that won't be for a while yet. Yeah, we can actually talk about that with uh, Tom Porker, our guest, who is coming up in the next segment. I know he's a big hunter, too, and 
we got the waterfall season coming up, goose hunting and duck hunting, and the deer season coming up as well. And like you mentioned, Kuduk, as far as fishing regulations, uh, now that you mentioned that, I'll just throw this out there. The DNR has 13, 13 upcoming scheduled meetings across the state of Minnesota just for fishing regulations. So when you talk about uh, government spending and uh, being sufficient and and fiscally responsible, uh, it seems like they're going to be doing a lot of traveling and uh, paying for a lot of gas, probably a lot of hotels, and uh, we'll get to put our input in, but we'll see what they use. Yeah, and you know, uh, they got to get out and, and, and visit with the resorters, the people around the lakes, uh, the locals, and, and get input from these people for, for fishing regulations. You know, we had the, we had the lake, Black Lake Advisory and they, they put their two cents, and they've been going to these meetings for how long? And, you know, they, I don't think they really ever listened to the advisory committee. I think they had it cut and dry what they were going to do, and they just did it. Yep, so we will have more on that with our guest, Tom Porker of uh, Focus Outdoors. He is coming up next. Uh, we'll probably chat a few uh, hunting dogs, too, because I know he is uh, kind of an expert in that field as well. So we'll chat with Tom Porker of Focus Outdoors coming up next. Chris Kudak, I'm Stan Poggle. Outdoor Adventures, if you'd like to chime in, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. More Outdoor Adventures next. trying to get out of this uh, box for what 20 years now and i'm still stuck in it but uh i won't have it any other way to be honest with you stan poggle here with chris kudak outdoor adventures and, and i thought kudak i finally remembered what i was gonna what i was gonna talk about that i forgot about earlier what would that be well you admit i i almost fell out of my chair to be honest that you said you figured out a way to listen to us online and let me just tell you this, listeners. If Chris Kudak can figure out online how to pull up the iHeartRadio app on his computer, you can too. You can do it, America. So uh, go check out the iHeartRadio app, search for Outdoor Adventures, and uh, you can listen to our show anytime on there. I, I was flabbergasted, Kudak. That is, that is the best news I've heard out of your mouth in a long time. Well, you know, I've been dabbling with it. I got it back here the other day from... From the guy in town there, and I'll tell you what, if you got a phone that, and you told me your phone was all messed up, the, the front cover was all busted, yeah. well, you go in and see the guy at iFixit Electronics in Malacca, and when I was in there, he was he had a bunch of phones in there that, that people had busted and dropped, and by golly, if he didn't have them all fixed, he had my computer, and I mean, he had my computer for a while. But he got it all done. The hard drive was out of it. It was. It was been that been. I mean, he he spent a lot of time, but he got it done, and it and it you know it works. Yeah, well, you discovered the iHeartRadio app. I'm proud of you, and, and it reminded me of another episode of uh, one of my favorite shows, A Family Guy, when Quagmire discovered the internet. I'm just hoping that you, Kudak, don't truly discover the internet because you may not leave the house for a few days. 
Well, no, I, 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 I'm, uh, you know, I turn it on, do my mail deal, do my stuff, and I, that's about as far as it goes. I, I'm, I'm, you know, if it's electronics in a boat or something like that, I got patience for it. Computers, I have no time for them because every time I touch them, they break. Yeah, or yeah. Something happens or somebody hacks them. I mean, I, I, I turn it on, turn it off. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm glad to hear that. But folks, uh, definitely download that iHeartRadio app. It's free. Available on your phone and uh, laptops, iPods, iPads, all those uh, electronical devices. And you can download that for free. Search Outdoor Adventures and listen to our show anytime. You can download it for free. And you can also listen live. Just search Twin Cities News Talk uh, from 5 to 6 on Saturdays, and you'll get that on the iHeartRadio app. But now we're going to chat a little more game fair and fall hunting because we have our uh, hunting, our dog expert, and he just came from the game fair. Our friend Tom Porker from Focus Outdoors is joining us right now. Good afternoon, Tom. How you doing, boys? We are doing excellent. Yourself? Excellent, excellent. Just got done with a fun-filled day at Game Fair. Lots of families there today. Lots of different dogs wandering around. If you're into the outdoors, it's a place you need to be. Well, my next question is, you must be just about leaving Anoka now, heading up Highway 10 to get 169, right? Well, we are already on 169. It uh, ends a little bit earlier than it used to. It ends at 5 o'clock every day. So my buddy Jeremy Lawson from Any Good and we, we're, we're northbound right now. Well, you make sure you swing in the Kentucky Fried Chicken and get me a bucket of chicken on your way by. <laughs> well, see, now you're late already, Kodak. We buy that already. Yeah, he's a little, he's always a day late and a dollar short. That's why you got to bring the chicken for him. I don't know how you put up with it, buddy. Well, thank God he isn't in the studio because uh, it might come to blows on some days. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what, what did you see anything fun or anything new that kind of caught your eye out at Game Fair this year? Well, gonna, yeah, Stan, I'm going to tell you, Game Fair has a lot of new events this year. Um, they have uh, archery trick shooter um he, he's very aspirin he's shooting aspirin they have the military guys coming in the military marksman men coming in next week they have the real shot shell trick shooter um every everybody remembers tom knapp there um travis mears has been from texas doing the trick shooting uh that knapp used to do uh really entertaining super entertaining um, they have a couple new dog events, a couple new kid events. It's uh, fun for the family. I'm telling you, if you've never been to Game Fair, you need to go. And, and what I would really like to stress here, folks, it is a one-of-a-kind event. We are blessed to have that in Minnesota. And, and the best part of Game Fair, I mean, there's every, I, I see Godwin from the Duck Commanders was there today in the dog food booth or wherever. He was in some booth or walking around. I mean, you, you, there's so many quality of different people. I think Knutson from Plymouth, Michigan, they're there with the, always there with the big decoy display. And, and I mean, there's people from all over the country that go to the game fair. Absolutely. It, it's a, it's a renowned event nationwide. It really is. Uh, you're talking about your buddy from the Duck Commanders. I just happened to be walking across his boat today and, <laughs> and somebody asked him about, well, 
you must be a Cajun then. He says, no, no, not far enough south to be a Cajun. you got to be south of I-80. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, what he's. He's he's quite the card. Him and him and Jeff Smith and uh, the guys uh, Martin and I mean uh, I I met him here a few years ago down at ICAST and I'll tell you what they are quite the group of guys and fun to hang around with for an evening. They're they're a blast. Yep, so, super nice guys. And there's there's a lot of great people there. You know, uh, Tom Dawkins there and and uh, some of the other top trainers in Minnesota. Uh, we have some new neighbors right right by our booth there. They came all the way from over um, eastern Wisconsin there, and they wanted to be part of Game Fair. Uh, they got some Labradors, and, and it's just really interesting to see how the whole show has evolved after all these years. Um, this is the 37th year, you guys. And you know you're getting kind of old when you've been there 30 of it. Yeah, I was just telling Kudak earlier, I remember back, I haven't been there in, in years, and I'm hoping to get out there tomorrow because it's something that just, you know, you get busy in the summer and, and times change and all that, but I haven't been out there since I was a kid. But one thing I remember, and you mentioned, is is the trick shooters and, and how amazing that is and it, how somebody can be that good and consistent with with a gun is just beyond me. You, you and me both, Stan, you know, I watched some, you know, other video on this Travis Mears also, you know, besides the live show there. And it's amazing how these guys can sit and talk to the crowd and put on a shooting exhibition like they do. It's absolutely amazing. It is. And another thing that's amazing is the dogs. I mean, they got the pro trainers and, and the competitive dogs, which I know you do a lot of uh, dog training. Uh, are you out there doing some of that stuff, or you got a booth out there as well? Well, you know, what we do is we have a booth, again, with my uh, buddy Jeremy from Any Good Reason Channels. We have a booth there, and we do seminars every day at noon in the Yukonuba, um dog seminar area. And it lasts about an hour, but I think it's kind of unique also, Stan, because we do a question and answer. We're really there to help the people and not put on a dog and show any pole, you know, show. I've done that enough in my life. But Jeremy and I are there to help people with any training questions, um, even places to go across the country and all through Focus Outdoors. We get to travel a little bit. Um, we think it's very imperative for people to, you know, learn as much as they can about dogs, different places to go, different training techniques, all of that to, to have the ultimate experience when they do spend their hard-earned money on a trip. Well, I know a dog trainer that lives by me that I sure wish he would train my dog to go collect deer sheds for me, and then he could board it, and then i just have to go over and get it and use it when I want it to. Well, Chris, I know that guy, too. And, you know, he's, he's not the brightest ball, but I don't quite think he's that gullible either. Yeah, well, that's that's a, that's the same thing he does with the women, Tom. His other guys take care of him, and then... <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, Kudak, easy Stan, now. <laughs> the worst part is, is this guy is shooting every day over there, waking me up in the morning. He's out there, the dogs are barking, and he's shooting and making all this racket. You'd think he could wait till at least 9 o'clock before he starts all this stuff. 
Look, I'm a busy, busy man. If I waited for you to get out of bed every day, I'd get absolutely nothing done. Well, if you if you ask him, though, he's up at four o'clock every morning and doesn't get to bed till about two in the morning. I don't know how that works, but you well, know, you it, know, it is with Kudak. Girls that take care of them—that's his biggest problem, right there, you guys. Yeah. So you were on Midwest uh, Gundog Kennels. Uh, let the listeners know a little bit about that uh, before we go to break. Here, we got a couple of minutes. Uh, what is Midwest Gundog Kennels? What do you do, and uh, how do you do it? Uh, basically, Stan, Midwest Gundog Kennels, we've been training dogs for about 32 years now. We train all types of gun dogs. Um, we, used to, we used to run hunt tests and trials and those types of things. But as I've gotten a little bit older, to be honest with you, that, that didn't fascinate me as much as it used to. We peeled back on that. Now we just were there to help people train their gun dogs or their companion dogs to be the best animal they, they can be in a good human-canine relationship. And I think it's all about repetition, and it's all about reading each individual dog to get the best out of those animals. You can't train them all the same. Tom Parker is our guest from uh, Midwest Gundog Kennels and also of uh, Forcus Outdoors Television. We'll chat more about game fair, about dog training. we still got to get to the deer hunting, the goose hunting, the bird hunting, all that coming up here when the second half starts back up here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. It was back in 63 when eating my cooking got the better of me, so I asked this little girl I was going with to be my wife. Well, she said she would, so I said I do, but I'd have said I wouldn't if I'd have just knew how saying I do was going to screw up all of my life. Well, the first few years weren't all that bad. I'll never forget the good times we had, because I'm reminded every month when I send her the child support. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Chris Kudok alongside Stan Poggle, and our guest this hour is our friend Tom Porker of Focus Outdoors and Midwest Gundog Kennels as well, and he's been out at the game fair doing seminars out there every day. And uh, just a quick recap, uh, Tom, where can where can people find you and uh, what can they expect out at those seminars at the game fair this weekend and next? If I tell you what, Stan, come through the main gate. The first aisle to your left, you take it. We're right in the middle on the right-hand side. And I think when people come in to game fair, they will have a great variety of things to learn about, to see, and experience. Um, they have uh, shooting events for the kids. They have trick shooters. They have contests. Um, one thing, you know, talking about dogs, one thing I'd really like to stress is that they encourage people to bring their dogs on lead, of course, and they have all kinds of games that these dogs can play. Everything from uh, dock jumping for the water dogs or any dog that just loves the water to what they call the scurry, that's a retrieving game. They also have live birds in a pen for pointing dogs. Um, there's nothing that you can't experience at Game Fair. And another thing I mentioned earlier before we got you on here, Tom, is you know if you're looking for a new hunting jacket or you're looking for some new bibs or a pair of boots or a pair of gloves or a mask or whatever you're looking for, 
That's the place where you can try it on right there. You have the experts. You have the representatives from the company a lot of times. So you can get your questions answered direct from the uh, horse's mouth, so to speak, and and, and make a better decision as, as for what you need and what's going to work for you. Yep, and, and the vendors at Game Fair, they really do cater to the people that come to Game Fair. There's a lot of good sales there. There's a great information, and you hit the nail on the headstand. Hands on. You get to see how things work. You get to feel them. You get to see how they fit you and your style, whether it's clothing, e-collars. And there's a lot of dog food companies there. I think, you know, the three of us know that nutrition is huge for dogs right now. We've taken that next step into nutrition almost like we have on the human side of things. And, 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 and what, you mean, outdoor newspapers there, outdoors weeklies there. I mean, there's everybody in the outdoors, they're down there. I mean, and you could, like you said, you can get boots and shoes and hip boots and waders and seminars. I mean, there's seminars there. Ron Sher and, and Laura's there, I believe, and Simone from, from Minnesota Bound. I mean, there's, you can go talk to these people and get firsthand information there. And they'll tell you, they'll send you the right direction. Pat McMullen there, I believe, is from the Elk Foundation, usually got a booth down there. He can tell you about the elk permits in the state. I mean, it's all under one, you know, 10 acres or whatever, they got 15 acres, and there's something to do for everybody down there. Yep, yep, you're right, Chris. And, and believe it or not, that sits on 80 acres. That's how big this event is. And they have aisleways, and they have tarred paths. And it's Lowell, I, and Chuck Delaney have absolutely nailed this thing. There is no other event like it in the country. And when you're talking about information, you guys, you know, Stan and I have to listen to you ramble around about the politicians once in a while. Well, that's going to be a big weekend next weekend. Plus, some of them do have booths there. So, I mean, you can, you can tell these people what you think. <laughs> I think they already know what I think. But, but now that we've got to we we uh, we we I mentioned the Abby's birthday and I dang near forgot it was my daughter's birthday too. So uh, Jenna, I didn't forget about you. Happy birthday! We won't mention how old you are, but uh, Kudak got just got a point. Facebook notification apparently. No, no, I just I was just standing out here on the deck and I'm thinking, you know, it's Jenna's birthday. So happy birthday, Jenna Buck Kudak. Yeah, I forgot too. It's uh, it's my boss's birthday, Andrew Lee. He, he had his birthday yesterday, so I better wish him a happy birthday as well. Uh, the uh, head honcho here at uh, KTLK Twin Cities News Talk. So happy birthday, boss man, to you as well. Without further ado, here, Tom, let's get into a little uh, fall hunting. Uh, the new deer management plan has been out. Have Have you had a chance to take a look at that, or uh, have any opinions on that? You know, um. My my first opinion on that thing was we seem to go in extremes. For a while, you know, you can't shoot any deer. Then you can shoot two or three, and then this and that. I'm finally glad they came up with a elongated management plan that is a work in process and that we can all follow and understand. Yeah, so it is going to be something that they can kind of adjust because – that's the one thing that bugs me too is 
they always seem to wait until there's a crisis, and then they're like, oh, you know, like, oh, we can't keep any walleyes. And then, you know, but 20 years before that, oh, heck, keep all the walleyes you want. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. always seem to wait for it to get to a crisis mode. So I guess it is a good thing that they're, they are they have it to where they can adjust it and uh, kind of finagle it a little bit to work uh, for everybody. Right, right. And, and, you know, it's even with our bird seasons now. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar about this, but this was a big topic at Game Fair. Um, about West Nile um, and our grouse populations and and how Wisconsin actually is closing their season early. I mean, these are, these are real concerns that, you know, people have to stay abreast of. And I think it's very important when you go to places like Game Fair, those people are there to talk to. So ask your questions and see really what's going on. And, you know, years ago, the grouse, I mean, where I where I hunt, you know, not too far from home here. Right. I seen a lot of grouse. I mean, I had grouse, you know, I had one that used to crawl, crawl up in the deep tree stand and look at me. I mean, he was there, but, you know, we don't hunt grouse over there. I mean, very there's guys that sneak in there, I'm sure, that, that shoot them. But, you know, we had a good population of grouse. And, you know, last year I seen a few, but not like the year before. So it's they're a cycling bird. And I'm not a, you know, I do shoot grouse once in a while and this and that, but I usually go up north to shoot them. And, you know, look at what we did for the turkeys in this, in this country. More people should be raising grouse and, and stuff like that. I mean, the pheasants around here, you know, just as well as I do. You drive, I was coming back down, down the Gilman Road here a little while ago, and I bet I seen 50 pheasants fly from one cornfield to the other cornfield. I mean, we got a bumper crop of pheasants. Why don't the state, you know, do a program and raise grouse in the state. Well, you know, here, here's what we hear now, and I think you know this, Chris. I, I've guided grouse hunters for for 28 to 30 years, somewhere in there. So we're we're in the woods a ton. So, and I'm a member of the Rough Grouse Society, which I think is an awesome, awesome organization. But we're we ask the state people, why are you not making more early successional forest? Which means, yeah, you got to do some clear cutting. You got to you got to trim some of this and cut some of that. And what we've been finding out, just for you guys' information, they they have to have sales for the wood before they can cut it. And then if they get into a situation where it's a political dynamo, where people don't want the woods cut for a preservationist reason or whatever, that turns into another whole ball of wax. So really, it all comes down to who wants to buy the wood, how much they want to spend, how much the market will take. It gets really, really confusing if you're just a grouse hunter wondering why we don't have more habitat. Well, my head's spinning already just you talking about government and stuff like that because it's never as efficient as it as it can be and and it's an unfortunate thing but you know I know a thing back in the day my my old man now this is pheasants and I don't know if it's changed but you know back then we just raised them we got little baby chicks and we raised them and we fed them and and then when they got to be a certain size, we'd release them out into the field, you know. And, and you know, I don't know how territorial they were, but we did see a lot more pheasants in that area. So why couldn't 
people just do that as well to help with the population, or is that not allowed anymore? Well, what I'll tell you is the DNR will tell you it is not monetary, you know, it's not a fiscal way to do it. There's better way to spend monies. Maybe that's the best way to put it. But, I mean, if we you're a hunter a, like yourself, Tom, or... discussion today, and my, my buddy Jeremy belongs to a group that is a habitat group. They'd give them a bunch of trees at the banquet to plant, and they'd give them 50 pheasants or so. Mm-hmm. 120 pheasants, I'm sorry, 120 pheasants. So they'd give them enough feed to raise these pheasants until they were released at six or seven weeks. Yeah. And Jeremy's comment to me was, yep, it helped the population not as much as he thought it would because he did this every year for how many years? 10, 15 years. Yep. And he said there was, there was more birds there, yes. But what the DNR is going to tell you, that is not a fiscal, responsible way to do it. When really the issue, and if you think back to what Chris said about we have a lot of pheasants up here, Benton County, Mille Lacs County, those, those counties, look at the habitat that we have here compared to what they have out west where they plow and till from fence row to fence row. That's what they're going to tell you, Stan. Yep. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't that new buffer regulation that they put in here this year help with that as well? Absolutely. I think that is one of the best things they could have done, um, not only for water quality, but also for raising chicks. That short grass will do that. It will give the birds a lot more area to nest in. Because um, sometimes, you know, you can have a patch of habitat but the birds are so crammed in there, it turns into uh, a place where, you know, your fox and your skunk and your predators come through, and they kill all the young and eat all the young eggs anyway because they're so condensed. But I, but I think, Stan, you hit the nail on the head. That is a great program that's going to benefit everybody. Okay, we got a couple of minutes here, Tom uh, Porker with Mid, uh, Midwest Gundog Kennels and also of uh, Focus Outdoors. Can you hang on a minute? You're back, guys. All right. We'll be back and uh, wrap things up with Tom Porker here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. John. Big John. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Big John, Big John, Big Bad John. One final segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. If you haven't already, get that free iHeartRadio app. You can search Outdoor Adventures, and you can download and listen to our show anytime, anywhere, for free. You can stick it on your phone, load it up, and then when you're out in the boonies, you know, things aren't biting or things aren't uh, rustling through your stand. You can listen to Outdoor Adventures right there on your phone uh, or your iPod or whatever you got. So make sure you download that free iHeartRadio app. And also, make sure you vote in the primary on Tuesday. My good friend Sue Jeffers says she don't want to hear you whine and complain if you don't go on the primary and vote. 
And that's how we get banned candidates by not voting. So uh, make sure you get out there and vote on Tuesday as well for the upcoming uh, primary and then the general election coming up in November. Chris Kudak and Stan Poggle wrapping things up here with Tom Porker of Focus Outdoors here. And we chat a little bit of grouse, but uh, how's how's the waterfowl looking as far as uh, ducks and geese? I heard there were some changes there as well as far as bags and uh, limits and stuff like that. You know, it's funny you ask about that, Stan, because I, I just talked to uh, a couple guys from DU here down at Game Fair. Um, again, great place to go to get a lot of info. But their feeling is it's a healthy population, but they are concerned about quality, permanent water. It seems like the flyways are still shifting to the west a touch. Um, Minnesota, they're looking to have an okay season if we have what they explain as a typical fall, which the <laughs> which the three of us know that hasn't happened in year. Yeah, but that's they a, have a pretty us. positive forecast for the ducks. Yeah, I mean, you you look up north, and they don't have any rain. We got plenty of rain here down south. They got plenty of rain. I mean, we and but it's ninety degrees out, and that you know it, it all evaporates. And I mean, the rivers are high, and, and I mean the ducks. I mean, I've been seeing some ducks, but not like it was years ago. I mean, uh, they're they're around, but I you know the flyway is out out west. I mean, it's it's not like it was years ago where we could shoot them around here. I mean, you do see some locals, but after the first weekend, they're pretty much gone. And by the way, Tom, I'll be on your deck when you get home. Have a cold, a couple of cold ones over there. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Just help yourself. <laughs> no, no. Pick up a tour pack on your way so we can visit. I got something to talk to you about, anyways. Okay, sounds good, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Well, how can people get a hold of you, Tom? And and uh, you know, if they want to get a hold of Focus Outdoors and and then watch that stuff. We I know we got some stuff coming up from last winter. And we'll probably get some stuff from, from uh, we'll do a launch trip here and get some launch stuff on there for, for Mille Lacs. And how can people get a hold of you for, the, for Focus Outdoors and your, and your dog training? I tell you what, we'll start with the kennel. Uh, we have a website, MidwestGunDogKennels.com. Uh, you can call me, 320-294-5802. That's a direct line to my office. Uh, Focus Outdoors, we, we have a... Uh, Website also, focusoutdoorstv.com. Um, you can look us up on Facebook. You can look us up on the web. We're pretty easy to find there. I'm looking really forward. Those shows we did earlier, Chris, have turned out to be really, really good. Yeah, we did. We did some good winter shows. Uh, we got. We're, we're going to probably have to do a couple summer shows here before summer's over because the fish are, are really biting us. The smallmouth are going great. Guns on Malax and the and the walleyes are. They haven't quit all summer. I mean, it's been a good deal. So maybe we can do a couple shows on that and and get that done. Maybe maybe we can bring Stan and Sue with us and we could talk politics on the boat. That that would be awesome. And and here's something about the primary, you guys, I just want to throw out. Um, this Jeff Johnson character, give him a good hard look. 
Um, he's not throwing a bazillion dollars around, so you may not know much about him, but I'm starting to think pretty highly that Jeff could be the friend the outdoorsman is looking for. I shouldn't endorse people, but I just like what he has to say. Yeah, we actually had him on here, uh, was it last week, Kudak, or the week before? Last, I can't even remember. Last week, last week we had him on, and I'll tell you what, I will vote for Jeff Johnson. I'll tell people right now, that's who I'm going to vote for with the questions and answers he gave me. Uh, he's got my vote. He's got my vote. I mean, that's that's all I'm going to say. The the guy, the guy doesn't pull punches. He says it like it is, and what he's saying, and he and he's a guy that listens. And that's what we need. That's what we need running our our our, our be our governor. Exactly, and uh, I think it's the 18th too, folks. That go down to game fair. They're going to put the, the the governor. You know application people up on stage there at the outdoor news booth i think it is stan and chris yeah and it, it's going to give you a chance to to listen to what they have to say and make an educated decision that's the key to this whole thing yeah and that's another thing we chatted about on sue's show a little bit right before uh, outdoor adventures here and make sure you listen to her show because she actually had jeff on for the first half hour 45 minutes today so you can get a lot of information there but uh it's uh, one of the things you got to kind of hold their feet to the fire, and it's, you know, you, you don't don't believe everything you see online either. That's the one thing that I hate. You know, I talk to people, and they're like, oh, yeah, did you hear about this? I'm like, well, where, let me guess. You saw it on Facebook. Yep, yep, right. well, it's got to be true. Well, you know what? If everything I was on Facebook was true, uh, well, we ain't even going to go there. <laughs> no. Well, and like you say, Stan, the best way to learn – about a person is to get up close, ask the tough questions, shake their hand and look them in the eye. And if you're, if you're a decent judge of character, you know, when people are lying to you and giving you a line of BS just to get what they want, or if they're sincere about it. And there's some politicians in this state that'll tell you anything you want to hear until they get in office, then they never talk to you and they never said that. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tom Porker, thanks for your insight here today, and uh, maybe we'll see you out there at Game Fair tomorrow. Absolutely, Stan. Stop by, say hi. I'd love to see you. Chris, take care, buddy. Thanks for everything you do for us. Give me a call when you get home. Will do, man. Okay. Sounds good. That is Tom Porker of uh, Focus Outdoors. we got a couple of minutes here, Kudak, and we uh, opened up the show. We chatted a little bit about this, but... You got a couple of minutes here, but uh, newly proposed uh, regulations are in place for 15 different lakes and one trout stream as well. DNR has scheduled 13 meetings across the state, and the DNR will also be accepting written and verbal public comments uh, from proposals to modify the existing special walleye regs on leech. Walleye and Sauger regs on Lake of the Woods and Rainy. We chatted a lot about that here in the past weeks. Uh, the pike regulations on Vermilion, experimental walleye regulations on Namacon, Crane, Little Vermilion. And this is what we, we've chatted about quite a bit in the past, but all these special regulations and how much you got to pay attention, folks, if you're new to the outdoors or new to fishing or hunting, these special or experimental regulations have their own section in the Fishing Regulations Handbook, as you know, Kudak. It is from page 38 to 54, so 16 pages of special regulations. So basically half the book is 
is special regulations. Yeah, and I mean, you get these guys that come from out of state, and you know, you got you got a regulation on this lake, you got a regulation on that lake, you got a regulation over here. You know, granted that the DNR do post some on the on the boat launches, they do post stuff there, but you know, it's a little dicky sign. I mean, you know, they got so many regulations. That, you know, this one you could take three sunfish, that one you could take one sunfish, this one you can't take any fish. Well, then they wonder why their their stuff is declining, their sales are declining. You know, the places are going out of business. I mean, you got to make it so statewide. I mean, to do a statewide deal and and go from there. Yeah, I mean, and that's a, it's, it's just like anything else. They have so many regulations that there's more stuff that will get you in trouble than won't get you in trouble, you know? Well, it's, the guys don't want to buy a fish. They don't want to come to the state because they got so many regulations. You can't keep nothing. I mean, I don't know how many people have called me about Malax and said, "Well, what can we keep for fish?" Well, you keep smallmouth, you can keep perch, but you can't keep walleyes. Well, we ain't coming. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I hear you. Just, that's, you know, that's just how it is. I mean, uh, you got you gotta you gotta be a, a, a technical person to sit and look at them books and watch it, and and so you don't get in trouble. Gotcha. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle, average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion. Don't forget, vote on Tuesday. The primary, it's a big one. Can't let those lunatic liberals uh, take us anymore. Black Republican, Black Democrat coming up next. <laughs>